0: Welcome everyone, welcome to a new Wargaming podcast and we've called this Yorkshire Gamers Reek Grand Toy Soldier Adventures and this is the pilot episode I'm going to tell you what this podcast is all about, I'm going to discuss what I think a big game is and I'm going to talk about some of the future episodes that are coming up. So, if you're into big battles on big tables with lots of figures, this is for you. So, the first thing I'm going to do, as most podcasts do that involving wargaming, uh, I'm going to introduce myself and I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I got into wargaming, and where I am in wargaming today. Now, this has become, I've got to say, a little bit of a cliche when it comes to wargaming podcasts, and virtually every podcast does it. So I'm not going to be too much different in that I'm going to do it as well, but just to stop people going all Henry Hyde on me, I am going to limit people to four minutes, four minutes' time, maximum for you to tell me your wargaming story and that's no disrespect to henry henry is a legend of the uh, wargaming fraternity but boy can that lad talk my word i listen to podcasts with henry on very enjoyable they are um but the introduction can like be 45 minutes and then the poor lad who's running the podcast gets 30 seconds to talk about his uh Uh, topic of the day at the end of the podcast so um, i'm going to do four minutes on that and uh, here we go so yorkshire gamer ken riley here is my story so i am a man of a certain age and and that certain age i would say is the airfix generation i first started playing with toy soldiers when i was a young lad eight nine ten years old and i 'd spend my pocket money every week on a box of toy figures or a model of a Sherman tank or a, a model of a mesh spit and uh, take it home and have games with marbles and sticks in the back garden uh, no real rules, just um, playing with toy soldiers as you do when you're a kid and uh, I was an only child, and I got more and more curious into uh, gaming and picked up some books from the local library uh, including the airfix uh, magazines for war games and uh, they did one on the english civil war and the american civil war napoleonic gaming the famous quarry edition and uh, one on world war ii war gaming which i used quite extensively with the uh, toys that i had and uh, being an only child i uh, gamed away on my own quite happily for two or three years, and then one day, maybe 13, 14 years old, I went into the library and uh, getting a book out. I remember it was Napoleonic Wargaming, I think it was by Barry Hilton, and it had a couple of burglancers on the front of it, so many of you out there will know that book. And uh, the guy behind the counter was doing some Uh, summer work, and he was a wargamer, Sean, Sean Wilcox. And he uh, introduced me to a group of guys, and uh, that group of guys um, I gamed with for quite a number of years. And um, that's the likes of Steve Barker, Simon Weinberger, Dave Bowden, uh, Conrad Harrison, Pete Clayton, Carl, um, Sean Wilcox, um, Sean Eaton, loads of guys in Cheshire, where I come from originally, and uh, we gamed with them for years. We had some fantastic big games. We used to hire out church halls and loved it. Bruce Quarry Napoleonic rules were the set of the time, and then I went to university, and as all of us did, and we kind of lost contact and and drifted off. And when I came to Leeds in the late 1980s, I joined the local club and uh, rang up a chap called John Smith, uh, having looked up uh, an article in a magazine with the phone number, and joined Leeds War Games Club uh, back in the 80s. And I've been there ever since. Um, I don't particularly active there at the moment, um, but I've been the chairman in the past and I've helped to organise the uh, Wargames show fiasco, and I've been chairman of the club. So um, that's where we are with, with Wargames Clubs. And then the rest of the story really is Yakshi Gamer. We started gaming at my house and a friend's house, Dave Parrots, a number of years ago, and I started a blog called The Yaksha Gamer to record everything that we did and the figures that I painted and the games that we played and it's kind of gone a little bit out of hand uh, from there because um, it's now a blog, it's now a YouTube channel, it is the Twitters, it's Instagram and very soon it's going to be a podcast. Uh, We particularly like podcasts as you can tell. As the countdown music comes on in the background I've got less than 30 seconds to go so this is really this is it really. You've, we're up to date. We have got our Yorkshire Gamer podcast ready to go, and I'm waiting for the music now because I finished. Now shut it! So, that's me, and let's talk a little bit now about why I've decided to do this podcast. I'm quite late to podcasts, to be honest, they've been around for quite a while. Um, Jay Arnold, the the veteran wargamer, was on 60, nearly 70 episodes, I think. Uh, So I'm kind of behind the curve, as to be honest, I normally am with uh, all this sort of stuff. And um, I got bored listening to the radio going to work, I've got an hour, an hour and 15 minutes a day commute um, to and from work, so there's a lot of time to kill, and listening to talk radio, and not going to mention anything about the politics, but I just got fed up with it, and I got fed up with everyone ringing in and moaning a bucket, and I just didn't want to listen to it anymore, so what's the one thing that makes me happy? Wargaming, simple as that, so... Um, I've been aware of podcasts and I would have listened to maybe one of the Two Fat Lardy casts which appear on YouTube and uh, quite enjoyed that and so I delved in, delved in deep and uh, picked up The Veteran Wargamer and uh, Wargame Soldiers and Strategy, uh, Two Fat Lardies, um, Across the Pond, Wargamers and... Um, Sean Clark's God's Own Scale, the 6 bill podcast, and I have to say, I have thoroughly enjoyed my journey through the podcast world. Um, It's been great listening to people who love, similar to what I love, and we'll come on to that in a minute, Uh, whilst going to and from work, I've just been able to relax, to zone out, think about gaming when I get home, and um, it's been very very useful for me to um to do it's been um mentally refreshing there we go there's a there's a good word so um having done that i then um during the course of listening to this started to pick up a bit of a thread and that thread was that these people aren't that keen on big games you get a lot of stuff like ooh, you can't do that in 28mm. You've got to have a massive table and, oh, I can't do that because that would take me ages to paint all these figures. And I kind of thought, well, yeah, but isn't that the the, the end goal, if you like, of, of what I do anyway? And um, I found myself starting to get frustrated around um the The agenda of 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 these podcasts, which were not anti-big game, but they, they, it just wouldn't be talked about, and it would be this new Kickstarter with six figures aside, or um, this new game with sixty figures, or you can buy everything in a box for this, and that I get it. That is great for some people, but it really, really isn't my kind of gaming. So I did a, an article on the Yorkshire Gamer blog uh, covering these thoughts and um, it picked up quite a bit of traction actually and um, the, the two, two Fat Lardies discussed it on their broadcast and um, it got lots and lots of hits on the blog and the various places that I posted it and um, some people were quite aggressive. Um, kind of saying, you know, how very dare you suggest that big battles are correct, and I just can't do that. And you're invading my wargaming space by saying such a horrible thing. And, and I really was quite surprised by that. But I wanted to be quite um, positive about, about big games because a lot of the things that the people were saying were more based around badly run big games and a badly run small game is a bad game but it only lasts a couple of hours a badly run big game lasts for two or three days and that can be a real real drag so i i would suggest a lot of people who are negative about bad games have had a bad experience from a badly run game and um that's not me. Most of my positive experiences are with big games. Um, I will always remember mm-hmm. walking into my first war game show, which was Northern Militaire, um, in the early to, mid late, um, early to mid 80s, and seeing a massive 28 mil Napoleonic, or it would have been 25 mil Napoleonic game in those days. And I was just, my jaw hit the floor. It was like, wow that is fantastic. Look at all those brilliantly painted figures, those brilliantly uh, sculpted terrain. Um, What a game, what a presentation. And to me, that inspired me. I thought, wow, I want to do that. I really want to do that. And um, I thought, yeah, it's going to take me some time. It's going to you know, it's going to take me some money, it's going to take me some time, it's going to take me some space, but if the end result is that, that's what I want to do. Now, one of the big negatives towards big games is the opposite of that. A lot of people have said to me, well, Ken, you know, big games, they look great, but I look at them and I think I can't do that. And that's reflected in a lot of the podcasts that I listen to. Um, and that's too much of a negative attitude to me. I am quite a positive person and I want to do something and I'm I'm not not scared of working to get there. And I'm not getting at people who say, I can't do it. It, I'm just trying to change mindsets around, yes, it's nice to do a skirmish game with 10 figures aside and play it. Um, And for me... I find that very difficult to do uh you may have seen my Sweeney game um, I painted all sixty figures for that in three weeks, and if it wasn't for the extended time that it takes me to make the buildings, search for the cars, etc etc, I would have just been that because I'd be bored with it. I need something to keep going and a lot of modern games don't have that anymore. You buy your pack and um, that's it. You paint your figures you play, and you play your games and it probably ends up in a bin somewhere or it ends up in a box or it gets sold on Fleabay. So most modern games that come out now and the the ones that are reviewed on the podcasts, um, I'm thinking things like Gangs of Rome and the Lardy sets, they're kind of designed for... Um certainly Gangs of Rome, 20 to 30 figures. I've got more twenty-eight mil farm animals than that. Um sixty to ninety figures for the you know the mid-size games, your sharp practices and stuff. Great, great games. I love the Lardies, I love the way they do their rules. But sixty to ninety figures, I've got pipe blocks bigger than that. So I wanted to do this podcast to appeal to those people who are out there who love big games who play the big games the same way that i do Um, and i know they're out there because i've seen them and some of them i've already invited onto this podcast and they're going to come along and we're going to chat about the joy of the big game there are people out there just like me who think let's do jutland let's do it at one-to-one with ghq figures Yes, I had to get my mate Andy to buy a few of the ships, or else I would have gone bankrupt. But we did it. There are people out there who do huge games. They do Dresden, Leipzig from Napoleonic battles in World War uh, in one to twenty scale, huge World War Two games. I've seen um, doing D-Day landings. Those people are out there, and I hope to God they like podcasts, or I'm wasting my time. <laughs> So this isn't set up as uh, an anti-small game podcast. This is set up as a podcast for people who love big games. And hopefully for people who have been gaming for a shorter period of time and maybe thought, Oh, I'm doing these smaller games. Let's see if we can do something bigger. You know, when I started gaming in the 80s and I was a student, I didn't have any time. I didn't. Well, I had time. I had lots of time, but I didn't have any space. I didn't have a lot of money. So I gamed in smaller scales, uh, but I still thought big and I still look forward to those huge games where we would hire a church hall or um, a classroom somewhere to enable us to um, play those big, massive games. And that's what this podcast is all about. So, if you're into your 10-figure Kickstarters, you might be in the wrong place. But if you're into massive games on massive tables with loads of figures, and I'm saying that regardless of scale, then this is the right place to, to you. So in the next little bit, I'm going to talk about what I personally think is a big game. And I know... Uh, Opinions are going to differ about this and it's going to be the question I'm going to ask to everyone who comes on the podcast. So what do I think is a big game? A big game. How are we going to define a big game? It's not easy. Uh, It's not easy at all. So I'm going to define what I think is a big game and uh, just talk around it. And then as people come on the podcast, we're going to ask them and see what they think. And um, I'm pretty sure that although we're not going to be able to get an Oxford Dictionary definition of a big game, we're all going to kind of meet somewhere fairly close to, to what we think is a big game. Now... This was so much easier if I was doing this podcast in 1990. A big game was obvious then. You walked into a show, a war game show, and you would have huge games. And they would be 24, 30 foot long, six, eight foot deep, thousands of 25, 28 mil figures on the table. And as I said before at the start, I would go into those uh, shows and just go, wow, wow. And then there would be another room in the Wargame show. And that room would have loads, maybe 40 or 50 tables, or six foot by four foot tables with half painted troops and cardboard terrain and unpainted hills and that was the competitions and i always used to look at competitions um with absolute dread and i don't know whether they've got any better i really don't because I, i've never really been a competition gamer and I absolutely, 100% flatly refuse to use a point system in any game that I play. So you can see that I'm not interested in that. But those big games are what inspired me. So in my mind, probably still, I've got this unconscious bias that they talk about these days towards small games. Because to me, a small game comes from that competition era it's got points involved it's got um people who are arguing about millimetres it's that sort of game the sort of game that i don't enjoy um i'm more of a narrative historical campaign gamer always try and have a bit of laughing a joke about um things um and if you look at watch the youtube channel and watch some of the playthroughs that are going to go up over there. Uh, you'll you'll see the kind of rules that I like. Uh, They're old school, uh, very different to modern sets of rules, um, which just seem to be all D6-based and all very straightforward. Um, So that's my gaming. That's where I come from. And in those days, as I say, a big game was easy to see, easy to see. But today it's not so straightforward because those big games – don't often see the light of day anymore. Um, there used to be um, a group called the Sods. Um, I think it was Shelly Oak and District War Game Society. They used to put huge twenty-eight mm games on at shows, and you just don't particularly see that too much anymore. Which, in my opinion, is a real shame. There is this tendency now to have the smaller table with the yes yeah, uh, i totally agree Immaculate terrain immaculate figures but unless i get down and look at that four foot table and and really really pay attention to what's going on i'm not getting the wow factor if i'd gone into northern Militaria in 1984 and um there would have been loads of six foot tables all with exquisitely painted figures on would i have Zoomed in on them and gone. Wow! I don't think I would have done because that huge, huge table with all those figures on—you can be two hundred yards away from it and it looks good. You have to be two foot away or one foot away from some of these smaller tables to really, really get the enjoyment from them. So. That was a big game in 1990. What's a big game now? Not as easy to say. I can say what it isn't. It's not a skirmish game. Anything 10, 20 figures, skirmish level. I think the uh, the Wargames sculptors and strategy boys call it a kerfuffle, I think is their definition. And then they go up to skirmish level, which I think is 60 odd figures or something like that. It's just not a big game, is it? Let's face it. So, most Wargames clubs I know, most competitions are played on a six by four table. So, that to me says the six foot six by four foot table is average so anything that is going to be a big game regardless of scale has to be on a bigger table than a six by four so i'm going to say just put a marker down i'm going to say 12 by 6 is a minimum table size for a big game and that's the table size that we have here at yorkshire gamer so i might be being a little bit biased there but i think that that is where we should be starting and even for you know for 28 mil that's not a big table i don't think and you know we've got places like the war games holiday center and uh, legendary games um, my friend Richard, who I'm going to speak to in one of the upcoming podcasts, they've got huge 25, 30 foot tables, all big, big games. And, and we can't argue with that. You can't argue that a 24 foot table is a big game. So going round about the houses, I'm going to say my definition of a big game is a minimum of 12 by 6, a minimum of a thousand figures 28 mil and much much more smaller scale and uh, we'll see what other people come up with when they define their games when you're looking at other stuff like naval games Jutland, 250 ships all in 24 foot by 8 foot table which is what we played it on that's a big game all day every day even without the figure count So let's see what people say in the future. But that's my definition for now. So what are my plans for the podcast? Well, um, I've got five guests booked in for five shows. And I'm going to see how it goes. To be honest, um, I hope it's going to go well. The you know the Yorkshire game, name we've got a lot of followers uh, through the um, various social media outlets that uh, I do. So I'm I'm think there's an audience out there, and um, I put a, a bit of a teaser post out on on Twitter just to see how it went. And I thought you know if I get 15 20 likes and um a comment on it then we're not going to go anywhere with it but i it's the highest number of um of interactions i've had in on a post uh for a long long time in fact since i probably since i started putting big posts up about my italian wars army so it really really has uh hit a uh, a good note i've had lots of positive comments on various places that i've put it so i thought why sit down and moan and moan about other people's podcasts not covering um big games why don't i do a podcast about big games and then there's an outlet for it and if people do want to listen fantastic i'm going to keep going um i've got lots of people that i would like to invite onto the podcast um lots of people from different scales as well although it's going to be primarily 28 mil and primarily old school rules because that's what i do i am more than interested in people who do big games in smaller scales um and would love to have them on the podcast to uh to, to get their version of a big game and uh, and see how they do it so those five guests are booked in now and um hopefully um they'll tell a story and people will enjoy these podcasts and and will carry on for uh, much longer um I want to do a an episode if we keep going past the five with the Yorkshire Gamer crew, the the lads who come here and game regularly. Uh, I think that would be quite fun to do a, a Yorkshire Gamer Yorkshire Gamer podcast, and then the the people out there could get to hear the other parts of Yorkshire Gamer because although I do all the social media and stuff, to me. The five guys who come round here regularly are all part of the Yorkshire Gamer crew. Um, So I look forward to do that episode if we can. And um, then reach out to manufacturers, maybe there's some people like uh, Connoisseur, those sorts of figures who are um, certainly synonymous with huge, massive games and um, probably supplied millions of uh, napoleonic figures throughout the world for for huge games but if you've not been mentioned and you haven't been contacted by me and you have a story to tell about big games or you might just want to come on here and say you're wrong (laughs) uh, i know there will be people out there who will do that and people who will take umbrage to what i'm saying and that's fine Uh, that's no problems at all Um, but please feel free to uh, contact me if you think you've got a story that would be good to cover and um, we'll try and get you on the podcast I can't promise to get everyone on Um, I've already had more um, people wanting to be on the podcast than I thought we ever would Um, so Please get in contact, please like and comment on whatever format you find this on. And hopefully, um, Yaks Gamers, reap Big, Grand, Toy Soldier Adventure will be here for a while. So, that's the end of the um, pilot episode. I hope I've explained everything to you, where we're going to go, um, my thoughts on gaming in general. And we'll see you in a short space of time when I hopefully I'm going to have a couple of gaming chums on to speak about their episodes in big gaming and a little event that's coming up called the World War of the Roses. See they